Why does he think yep, I'm going to do it? Counting is going to work for me. Because oh, you're doing it right now. That's that. No, he's right. I did it wrong. Let me do it again. All right, Shelby, on the count of five. Five, four, no, three, no, two, no, one. Take no, it, Shelby. No, no. He's lying no. anyway, because that was this. This whole thing is the intro. I promise you. No, I wouldn't do that to Shelby. I'll give Shelby a moment to gather herself, and then we'll do it again. No, is, no, 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 Shannon. <laughs> One, two, three. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that was the entire intro. This is uh, Podzilla After Dark on the Podzilla 1985 Network. My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. With me, of course, I have got uh, Shelby Chan. Hello. We got Shelby Kimball. Hi. <laughs> I'll stop. She's going to hate me. That didn't work out so well for you, did it? Uh, I, was, I was like, nope, all right, we're doing this then. <laughs> we've got uh, Shelby's husband, Jesse. Hey, that's, that's me. One of Shelby's one of Shelby's good friends, Lindsay Wolfgong, who is silent. We <laughs> did not do it again. There you go. My mic is on. Why is it not picking me up? There it is. And someone that Shelby has drank with in a group setting, Double H, and will continue to do so for many years to come. <laughs> and so you shall. This thing's gonna be forever, like new coke. <laughs> <laughs> It's also like the Jello put them pop anyway. The jet, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> if I could name someone in the group chat after that, I would, but I don't know how to spell it. Just, <laughs> just make a, a series of grunts and howls like Steven's character in well, Monster Well, I'm very Hunter much Rose. going to name someone a series of grunts right now. So. <laughs> hey, while you're there. That made Hunter, that much easier. Let's kick off the show in case we don't have a horse time yes tomorrow uh can you how read how many off the of names? them have changed since uh last all a lot oh no not not since last friday necessarily about half so ace of gray is uh air whiskey uh cody cody is ghost slugger which is weird because he hasn't even seen the either one of those movies no no nope. um my name is error okras <laughs> uh good old jack mcneil aka bob is shit pistol Sure. <laughs> Jesse's name is Darth Male. That's Darth uh, Male, and Kaz, and Kaz's name is Qui Gon Juice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shannon remains no talking to Kansas. Stephen is Crafty Alfie's hat. Uh, <laughs> Tanner is in all caps, butt crack Freddy. That's, uh, that that happened last night. That was a thing. Yeah. And Zach Kurgis is now a series of grunts. <laughs> Uh, tonight's episode of Podzilla After Dark is brought to you by the most commercially successful AAA MMO from the Western world uh, on Xbox One and PlayStation 5. Of course, it's also on PC. You can get The Elder Scrolls Online, free to play. I don't know where I'm going with Tom this. Real Unlimited. It sounded, Hashtag not actually a sponsor. It sounded like, really also, good, though. It sounded really good, also though. Also, absolutely not sponsored by Mountain Dew Pitch Black. No, it Clearly is. Clearly, they have enough going on. <laughs> it is, though. It is actually sponsored by Crazy Alfiques. Go to them for all of your hat needs. You could go to them and make a hat. Crazy Alfiek. Jesse, I got a motherfucker of the week. Oh, yeah, who you got? Uh, well, first off, do you have a nominee? I do not, actually. Well, no, nah, I'm good. Is it Tom Brady? 
No. It'll only be Tom Brady if he unretires again. Wait, has he <laughs> retired once before? Yeah, he wasn't supposed to play this last season. Who was the guy that retired? Was it Brett Favre that retired but then switched teams and we had to change the Madden cover because of him? Yep. Thanks, Brett Favre. Yeah. Hmm. Who would have thought that he would have turned out to be a colossal dickhead? <laughs> uh, no, my- Surely not the guy who mispronounces his own last name for clout. Speaking of colossal dickheads, my uh, motherfucker of the week is Ethan Klein. You know who Ethan Klein is? No. That sounds familiar. Yeah. He is the host of the H3, H, is it H3H3 podcast? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So it actually ties into a story that I was going to talk about on the show. So this deep, and I hinted at this on a previous show, the deep fake technology has gotten crazy. And one guy, his name's Atrioc. And I guess Atrioc is a Shelby. You'll probably help me out with this at some point because I know you're also into these internet people like I am. Atrioc is an internet personality. Well, during a live stream, Shelby, I don't know if you heard about this. During a live stream, his windows were exposed, and on uh, at least one, if not a couple, of his windows was deep fake porn of other YouTube creators, including some of his friends. So this caused a major uproar. People saw it, screen capped it, and posted it. And he tried to give some excuse about how he saw an ad for deep fakes and he's intrigued with virtual AI and stuff like that. So he clicked it and then he went down the rabbit hole and then sure enough, he's looking at his friend having fake sex. You know how it goes. Classic boy-girl love story. We've all been there. Um, so one of the people that I guess he had on these videos, her name is uh, QT Cinderella. I don't know who this is either because I lied a second ago. I'm not as into these people as I said I was. But apparently she is a creator and she has been dealing with this for quite a while. Like this deep fake stuff and people putting out porn with her face on it and stuff like that. And she's been going after these sites. So she put out a video in response and she's crying. She's horribly upset about talking about how she has to see this stuff all the time. That it's made her question her worth. That it's just kind of destroyed her mentally and emotionally. And so they play this on the H3H3 podcast with Ethan Klein. And during this, he at, at first you don't know what's going on, but one of his cast members, I forget, I think Zach is his name, starts to play uh, some Christmas song, Slowed Down. And everyone starts cracking up and laughing. This girl's on the screen, tears in her eyes, eyes red and puffy. She's horribly, like, you know, uh, emotionally scarred from this. And they all start cracking up laughing during it because they played this song. Well, it turns out Ethan actually told him to play that song during that. And uh, you see cuts to different members of the cast. Some of them are hiding their face, trying not to laugh. One girl just looks pissed because why wouldn't you be pissed? The backlash came pretty quick, and Ethan Klein apologized and said that at first he just said someone played this. He later admitted that he privately messaged the guy and told him to play it and said that he's sorry it took away the impact and the meaning from this person who he actually respects and he wants to help. So he's like raising donations for it or whatever, but the the damage is done. And uh, it probably nothing will happen to him because this isn't the first time that dude said something stupid, but that is the situation where we are now. And, um, how how fucked up it is to have someone crying about all this and then you make that the moment to like you know play a Christmas song and make fun of it. That's yeah, just heartless and shitty. What a shitty person and fuck him and fuck Atrioc too and fuck the people that make deep fake. 
Who am I leaving out? Yeah, apparently there's a, there's a whole like uh, uproar with the whole deepfake thing right now, and it might be tied into what you were talking about. But but several people have been like, forgive it was banned from a subreddit uh, or or something, or there's like a lot of investigation into one. It might have been 4chan. I don't remember. Uh, but I in in passing, I saw some mention of a whole bunch of people getting into into some serious trouble for some deep fake related issues. And I maintain that uh, you and I talked about this probably on, I want to believe combining that with stuff like chat GPT uh, with stuff like, like not necessarily Dolly, but like related tech that will eventually be more of a, you know, we're not just making AI art. Now we're making AI visuals and stuff. Um, it's a scary, scary slope. Yeah. And, like, on the yeah. one hand, people go, oh, someday, you know, you can just, you want to watch a movie about a thing, you just tell an AI what you want, and in two hours, you'll have that movie to watch at the longest, you know, uh, with people who don't exist, but look exactly like what you want them to look like for this movie, who say exactly what you tell them to say, and do exactly what you want them to do. Um, that's scary. A lot of people think that sounds cool. No, that's, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. And not even just from a, like, oh, it's going to put people out of out of a job standpoint, which, I mean, that does suck. For an awful lot of artists, that's very much a bad thing. Uh, but there's a lot more scary about it than just that. Yeah, because uh, you know you can't do anything in the world uh, without perverts taking it and making it even worse. So you take this technology, and maybe yep. one day there's some girl out there that thinks Jesse Kimball is the bee's knees. So she takes a picture of Jesse Kimball, feeds it into the computer, and the computer creates a sex scene for Jesse Kimball and this girl that she can live out. You know, that's just that's so scary, man. That that's very very scary and. That's not even, you know, talking about the implications that it has other places. I know this is going to be a tangent, but the fear that you could take, you know, Joe Biden and create a deep fake of him and using the voice because now they have voice deep fakes too. You can have Joe Biden talking about, I don't know, killing somebody or, or giving up secrets or something like that. And then you show that to people who are, you know, stupid and brain dead and they think he really said it. And now that starts something like it's dangerous the, the the level that and, this could get to. I mean, and as it gets better and better, like the the flip side of that is that because that could happen, you're talking about a, a situation where video evidence is no longer valid. Right. Because who could tell like, what's real and what's not? Right. Like, yeah. which I guess you could make the argument that like you know photographs are still valid even though Photoshop has gotten pretty incredible, but like. I don't know. Like that, it it is scary. Like what we could get to, like how, what this could become. Like yeah. part of it is also really really cool. Like there's some really cool stuff out there. Like yeah, if it was all used I, for good, but it won't be right. Uh, because it, like the ideal world, this would be awesome. Because um, you you could end up with like the, the negative. Oh yeah, because uh, you could end up doing stuff like you know using. And like this is all this is scary and also just kind of neat sounding like uh, you know finishing movies uh, if like an actor passes away or even like re completely recreating older films like with modern computer generation like computer generated graphics using like, like AI and deepfake yeah that I mean, like we're, we're doing versions of that like you know t go back to Tarkin and Rogue One like that's that's more or less what happened there and the early versions of it are not quite as as scary um, especially when you look at that and go ah it's it's you can pretty clearly tell what they did here Tron. but the longer that goes he said yeah number one it, it can be used for some some real um, sketchy real things. sketchy stuff 
Yeah. And eventually, again, it will be the point where we can just invent people. You know, you want an actor or an actress that looks like this and does that and, and you know, has these exact specifications. You won't have to hold a casting call. You just go online and design them because it's not a real person. <clears throat> they also then can't refuse to say, uh, you know, lines like, oh, this is immoral. This yeah. is no good. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah. You're, you're programming. Do it, it. Do the thing. What happens when eventually people start peddling, like, virtual kitty porn or something? Where you can, you know, live out your sexual fantasies with a ten year old and and you know, that's a healthy way to do it. Or um, you know, again, you've got a I'm not gonna say it's just Republicans because it's not, but let's just use Republicans as an example. Um, you know, they they make a, a footage of Hillary Clinton um at a I don't know, Satanist Circle. In the basement of a pizza right. place. Because you remember remember yeah, how, how crazy people go just based on the word of some dude named Q who has no evidence? Well, what's going to happen whenever there are now videos of it happening, even if those videos are fake? This is a bad, bad... Technology. I, God damn it, people. When are you going to listen to me? Technology will destroy us. It doesn't have to be Skynet. The robots don't have to come to our doors, guns blazing. Technology right. will be the death of us. And then, like, you know, you go even further than that. You have, like, some people that are, are idiots but in positions of power. Republicans. Like certain world leaders. <laughs> uh, like, you, you, you send Trump. out. Go ahead. Uh, like, <laughs> you no, sound like you like, have some money in mind, Jesse. <laughs> Do you? you? <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, like you send out a video of them doing something that, uh, you know, is unspeakable. And suddenly, like, they get pissed off about it. And this is going all over the internet. And right. now, like, they're threatening, you know, nuclear warfare. Uh, unless, like, this video is scrubbed and all this other kind of shit. Uh, yep. Like, that could happen. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. There's a real thin dictators out there. Yeah, it's bad. So, anyway, Ethan Klein's the motherfucker of the week, (laughs) and as a backup, once again this week, Dana White. Okay. That's fair. Just for he's always he's always on there. And Joe Rogan. And we could we could could do Marjorie Taylor Green. Like, why not? Okay, don't don't get look. I have tried really hard to avoid political kicks for the past couple of months, but don't get me started on the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar and and all of these people are now getting committee assignments when they've been pulled from committees before because of their dangerous rhetoric. Now they are on committees that tie in exactly to the shit that they say that is wrong. And, and they're doing it just because Kevin McCarthy wants a power play. He wants to put as many Republicans in office. He denied Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff a seat on a committee that Adam Schiff headed up because they're trying to you, get Democrats out of the way. You almost sounded like Donnie there. Shifty Adam Schiff. Everyone knows. <laughs> everyone, is, everyone is saying. Everyone's um, saying it. By the way. Everyone I, dropped a, I dropped a link in the text so you can see this is what I was talking about. So uh, it's a speech AI startup called Eleven Labs. They've launched a, a beta version of their platform that basically lets you create synthetic voices for like text-to-speech audio. And a lot of them can basically clone uh, celebrity voices. Again, this is a step further from you had the 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 visual, the image. Now you get this too, or you have you know just like the the deep fake visual of the the. Uh, video well now here's the audio so they've had to go through and uh, deal with a bunch of what they are calling misuse cases um 
yeah, it was 4chan. I, I should have guessed it was 4chan. Uh, it says, one clip, for instance, reportedly featured a voice that sounded like Emma Watson reading a part of Mein Kampf. Um, so that's, yeah. that's what you want. And again, they're already combining it with, yeah, it says, yes, people used her face as well for some of those videos. So you use the deep fake face, uh, face plus you got this, and, and then there it is. Like you said, it's going to reach a point where it will be virtually undistinguishable. Yep. Or we, it will just be this. This looks exactly like this person. And what do you do about video evidence then? And you know who yeah, I blame. Video evidence has to be thrown out, and any amount of video evidence that you can produce could pretend like you could just say like Ah, that's deep faked. Like yeah, even shit that you actually did, like right. stuff that's clearly there. It's like Ah, it's deep faked. Clearly. Yep. Well, the point of a trial, Jesse, as you know, is to create doubt in the juror's mind. And if you can create doubt and say that's a deep fake and there's evidence to suggest that it could be, how do you convict anybody? You know? I put you, something wholesome in there too so we can get off of this soon. See, you know who <laughs> I've, I know we're all that's a big ass dog. Yeah, but read the text that goes with it. I love when large dogs are picked up and they're so absolutely confused as to how this could happen, they just sorta of... <laughs> <laughs> Here's exhibit up. B. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that little face. I'm it like, how? So how is this possible? I blame the aliens, by the way. Roswell, 1947. We recovered the crash. We used the technology to fuel all of this. And now look where we are. Thanks, aliens. <laughs> well, the mm. thing I sent you earlier today where is all oh, my favorite genre of alien picture is the little gay, gray aliens just naked in the woods. Like, why the <laughs> fuck are you out here? You have a spaceship. Why did you come to Earth just to stand in the woods and look at us with no clothes? Yeah, you ever think your comedy to me? Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Here, here's the maybe, here's the picture. Maybe Earth is just a nudist colony for aliens. We're a nudist beach. <laughs> they're, just, they're just standing there looking, and they just lope around. Like, <laughs> come on, man. We're, this is a nudist beach, and we're like the animals. They just see us, and they go, "Oh, look at them." Don't worry about them. Don't. They're stupid <laughs> as hell. But if they pull out guns, use your death ray. <laughs> Get moving. Last thing I want to talk about, I mentioned this too, and I wanted to bring it up uh, just because I think it's an interesting story, and I said I would, and I'm not a fucking liar. I'm not a, never mind, I'm not going to insult Republicans anymore tonight. I'm not a Republican. So not it, yet. There it is. <laughs> in, in Germany, I'm going to read this this straight from the website here. This is from uh, firstpost.com. I saw this originally on Philly D. In what is being called as a doppelganger murder in Germany, a woman allegedly hunted for her lookalike on Instagram, and after a successful search, she killed the woman and staged her own death so she could start a new life with her boyfriend. So this girl, she created a bunch of accounts on social media looking for someone that looked like her. When she met the girl that looked like her, she invited her out under the promise of like selling something or um, you know some something to get her to meet him. And then she killed her and faked her own death with the girl's body. How insane is that? I, uh, and I mean, especially with like. DNA but, evidence and everything else like that. How did she think this was going to play out? Well, yeah. When <laughs> when you first brought this up, I uh, there I, I, I totally meant to mention it and I forgot. There is a, a book I read about midway through last year that has a very similar kind of setup. Um, man, I don't want to spoil it in case you guys want, guys want to read it. It's by uh, it, it's called The Plot, uh, which is kind of funny. Hey, thank you. Is that more apple pie? And, Oh, thank you. No, this is supper right here. Oh, okay. Some gorilla Mac bowls. Gorilla anyway, Mac. Gorilla Mac. Um, it's the Gorilla Mac militant. 
I just said Gorilla Mac. Oh. <laughs> she thought I was trying to get her attention. Uh, anyway, long story short, it, it, it's called The Plot um, by Jean Corlitz, I think. I don't know. I'll send it to you guys, but it's a similar it's a similar setup, only it was fiction. And in fiction, it was very interesting. In reality, it is terrifying. <laughs> I believe they also um, did this in the film Eraser, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. It was a, it wasn't bad. It's it's a mid-level Schwarzenegger movie. It's not as good as, you know, the good ones, but it's not as bad as I don't know. What's the worst Schwarzenegger film just off the top of your head? The Last ju- action hero. Fuck yourself. Twins? Fuck yourself. <laughs> I like Twins. Twins is a good movie. I like Last no, Action Hero. It's not Twins I'm thinking of. What's what's the one where he's Oh, the, the one where he's yeah, I was about to say the one where he's pregnant is, is Junior. No, Junior. Mr. Mom, there yeah. Junior. Yeah, Mr. Junior. Mom is uh um, Michael Keaton. Batman, Michael Keaton. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, I got it flipped. I was like, oh, I can't remember, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. Although to be and fair, then, he what was, was the Hulk Hogan Man. one, Mr. Nanny. Yes, no, that's uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah, Mr. Nanny. Also, Santa with muscles. Look, this isn't about Hulk Hogan. This suburban is, Commando. Okay, this is not about. I like Hulk Hogan. Suburban Commando. That's, that's a delightful. What you film. like Suburban Commando, but you don't like Last Action Hero? I don't Super dislike Last the one where hero. he goes smells like dookie. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same movie? Yes. And no, 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 no. That's no holds barred. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think I so. Don't remember that line. This is the one that legitimately has one of my favorite lines of all time. There, there's like these dirty mechanic guys outside, and uh, Hogan's character does something. And the big dude looks at him and says, you know what we're going to do to you? And Hogan's like, let me guess. You're going to like pound my face in or something like that. And the guy says, what? Like, no. no, it's the it's 90s. America. We're going to sue you. <laughs> That's a very funny part. And Christopher Lee. It was just like, like these gigantic like biker dudes. Right. That, uh, he's like damages their bikes or some shit. <laughs> I like that I called the, da- the, the big biker guys uh, dirty mechanics. Now I feel, <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> Um, uh, Lindsay, yeah, that, what's the that was very funny. We're not moving on from this, Lindsay. Till you tell me what the worst Schwarzenegger film is. I don't know. What was the one with the bear? That was one of his early ones. Oh, you're talking about uh, Hercules in New York? Yes. No, that's <laughs> awesome because he fought a bear. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the moment you said the one pain- with the bear, I was like, it- oh, it can't be that bad. Because it's painful to watch. His name was Arnold Strong, and he was dubbed over because he couldn't speak English very well. And now look at him. Uh, it was a trick question. There is no terror. There is no horrible Arnold Schwarzenegger film. There are just I don't know. Junior was pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, Junior's pretty, Jun- bad. Junior's pretty bad. <laughs> Junior's pretty bad. But it also had Danny DeVito. Yeah, but the but Lindsay, the problem with it is that the yeah. concept of the film was that Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant. I yeah, no, I'm aware. Yeah. I've seen it. Lindsay, there were parts of the Twins. film where he talked about his nipples and lactating. I I know. I remember. Okay. Twins was a considerably better film starring both Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, yes. it yes. was. Yeah. And a much better concept too. <clears throat> yes. Oh yes. All right. We're gonna stop. Oh yeah, the doppelganger. Uh, stay away from my booze. All right. We're gonna go to the the top five for the night. Lindsay, go ahead and tell us what tonight's top five is. I'm doing this so we don't go another hour and forty five minutes on this show because Tanner's gonna join in in about twenty minutes when we're through the list and and live from Dick if Clark's asshole. This time I'm gonna be more upset than normal. Oh yeah, because right, yeah. There it is. Yeah, the realization kicked in. If you went fishing after you've already caught something, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lindsay, oh, what's, the, anyways, what's the top five? Tonight's top five are top five what the fuck moments from TV and movies. She curses like a sailor. Yes. All right. Top five, top five what the fuck so moments. This is like, this, the way that Lindsay pitched it to us was like logic gaps, stuff that makes no sense. Awful characters. Like scenes with characters that just make you go, what, <laughs> what is happening yeah. right now yeah. like, while you're watching TV? Yeah, fair enough. I got a little bit of all of that on here. Let's start with mm-hmm. uh, let's start with Shelby's uh, Shelby Shelby. It's you. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you this time. For real, for real. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, the first one I'm gonna talk about is the scene in Boondock Saints where one of the brothers is handcuffed to a toilet and then he just rips the fucking toilet out of the ground uh, to drop it on someone's head off of a balcony. Yep. Not off of a balcony, off the roof off of a the, building. Yes, that's what it was. That's a light toilet, is what that is. <laughs> that was, it was a shitty building with shitty floors, and he just ripped that shit out the floor. Yeah, I was just like, what the... Was it Norman well, Reedus? shitty now because they don't have a toilet anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, Norman Reedus was the one that ripped the toilet out of the ground. He's got that meth strength. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see it very often. less methy in Boondock Saints. That was a while back. That was long before Daryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and Jesse, Kevin especially, has a real soft spot for the soft spot for the Boondock Saints. Yeah, no, that was uh, me, him, and Trevor Camp back in uh, back in high school and, and first few years of college. Like that was the three of us, our favorite film, and we watched it a lot. And we did the whole like Irish hooligan thing for a long time. It was- <laughs> I, I had mutton chops and I wore a driver's cap. Like it's, it did. It was oh, a thing. Um, <laughs> Kevin never really let that go. Did I say Kevin occasionally <laughs> slips into it? Yeah. Shannon, please, uh, for for the listeners' sake, do your Kevin impression when we're playing Call of Duty. Oh, he's like, oh, come on. ah, fucking cunt. I won't say the other words. <laughs> Nor At least he. he's. Right, I was about to say he doesn't do some of the stuff he did back in high school. No, he's much, he's uh, much calmer now. I, I thoroughly enjoy. You were still it. He's much, he's much calmer now. No, no, <laughs> no. It's not funny. It's not funny. I've got school. I got it's school. Funny. funny. I've been working on my Australian too. Now I can say Eva. All right, let's go to Jesse. Gross. Eva. Um, all right. Uh... <laughs> See, I took it as just like uh, I, I didn't do like you know gaps in logic or anything. I was just like moments in TV Horrific. where I said, yeah. what the it's what fuck? it's whatever you want it to be, and buddy. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so the this one, the Breaking Bad, has many, many of those scenes, but the one that jumps out in particular hits you with a double tap of what the fuck. Um. So this spoiler for people that haven't watched the show, uh, there's a character that uh, they they are plotting to kill. And they manage to get him in an explosion. Like another character dies to blow, uh, like to blow himself up and kill this character. I know what you're talking about. And this character walks out of the room, straightens his tie, mm-hmm. all poised and healthy looking. And first you say, "What the fuck?" And then they pan the camera around, and you see the gore and grotesqueness that is like the missing half of his body. And, you know, he falls to his knees and falls over dead. And then you go, what the fuck again? Because, what the fuck? Well, a little silly in the fact that, like, 
There's no way that dude walked out of that explosion like that with that much injury, fixed his tie calmly, and then fell. In complete fairness, shocking. It does shocking. a lot. Yeah. So, like, I, I have heard, like, actual stories of, like, uh, one in particular, dude was killed by his son, stabbed several times, like, he was, he was fucked. Uh, he was in so much shock that he got up and started his daily routine. He's got, like, intestines and blood and everything, like, hanging out of him. And he walks to the sink, starts to shave, and then just falls over dead. I like, put, I put shock. a picture of that particular character in the chat. Yeah, shock, shock does a lot of things. It's uh, gruesome. Hello, Two-Face. Which chat? I don't see it. It hasn't Sorry. shown up for you either. Yeah, text only for babies. Oh, that's the scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I dare say that's the fella. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that is. Fella. Like, like I said, that's a that's a double tap. What the fuck? Because you've been wanting this character to die for a while, and then that happens. You're like, ah, ah, <laughs> and then he came back and better call Saul. Yep, which I need to watch. Like they need to put the six or the final season on Netflix because yeah. I want to watch it real bad. Oh, uh, Jesse, just I heard you can get it for $14 on Amazon right now. Oh, I did try. <laughs> Jesse, do you have your own Netflix account? I do. That's good because the actual motherfucker of the week is Netflix because they're about to put their new initiative yeah. in where you have to log in to the home network for Wi-Fi that every Wi-Fi. 30 days. Yep, or you lose access to yep. it, and they're going to start charging. So, yeah, that's so the I way they're... Screw you, college kids. Yep, that's how they're what stopping the... the that's how they're stopping password yep. sharing. So, Bob, and if you're listening... Disney is very interested in doing the same. Oh, my God. That's so... Re- like, I, uh, I get it, but that's so shitty. Especially because okay. Netflix, someone called out. They, they posted on their Twitter a few years ago, love is sharing your Netflix password. And now mm-hmm. they've hit a complete 180 and decided well, they... Well, it's because they're losing money. Like, it's oh, they because they that's, And that's exactly what I wanted to say, because I know this is not what we're talking about, but before we move on, they're a very important distinction. They are not losing money. They are they're simply not making, not making more money. Right. That's the difference. They keep saying, yeah. oh, we're losing billions of dollars not doing this. No, you're not, because the assumption there is that every person who is sharing one would also buy their own account. They won't. If if they wouldn't do that, then you're not actually losing money. What's no, going to happen go more likely? Stuff. Exactly, and probably the people who have the active accounts will go. Well, this isn't fucking worth it. I'm not going to do this just for me. I don't watch anywhere near enough Netflix to keep this up and going because a lot of people were probably sharing a pa- password and splitting a little bit of the money too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. The agreement that me and Bob and Lindsay have is each of us like pays for certain uh, streaming services. Streaming services, yeah. One of us pays for Netflix, one of us pays for Disney, and we all share our accounts. Well, if they're going to put an end to that, well, golly, golly, gobble, gobble, goddamn. I'm, I don't watch the these services ho. anyway. The only <laughs> right. thing I watch on Netflix right now, I haven't watched Netflix in fucking forever. I started watching this Junji Ito collection on there, and it's fucking horrible. No, it's bad, Shelby. Oh, it's real I bad. I didn't see it. I was excited. There's three. Does so, not like it. There has been exactly three stories. but a lot of it's like, okay. Yeah, there's a story about, uh, I don't know if you've read much of the manga, but there's the one about the floating heads. That's genuinely creepy. Uh, there's the one about the tunnel and the ghosts. That one's pretty yeah, creepy. Yeah, that one was good. And then one we watched last night of a girl who gets half her face cut off and she finds out she has another face under it. And so her mom starts peeling it off. Um, 
That was also pretty fucked up. Then there's also ones that just literally stop in the middle of the story and you think, oh, they're going to circle back to this. And they don't. It's just over. It's bad. I cannot recommend it. I'm so disappointed. All right. That's my tangent. Well, that's the same thing that, like, uh, my brother and I do, like my older brother. Anytime, like, one of us is about to subscribe to something, we'll just text the other one, like, hey, are you already subscribed to this? And then if the answer is no, I subscribe and send him the, the info, and then, you know, he does the same thing, vice versa. Well, and, we do that with my in-laws. We're using their Disney Plus same way right now. And Disney Plus seems we like... We weren't going to sign up for it, but... Like, Disney Plus is, can, like, from what I... Well, I guess Netflix was too, but Disney Plus seems to be very like a okay with like yeah, share away. That's fine. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Well, right? Yeah, Jesse, I mean, if they're it, losing if, money, Jesse, they're losing money hand over fist. Like, and I know like Netflix is because there's so many, there's so much competition on the market now. Like Netflix is losing subscribers. Like they have been actively losing for a long time now. They're still like Put out better absolutely making money. Me personally, there's not much on there I want to watch. Yeah, like. Same. The only thing it's upcoming so for a shit. fact I know I want to watch is Sailor Moon Cosmos, and that's not till June. Pirate it. I mean, Netflix has done a lot of what cable was doing there toward the end of its, like, and cable's not dead, but, you know, it, it's a lot of baking competitions, a lot of reality TV, and a lot of it's not even original, so. Yeah. yeah. And, like, as far as their content. original shows, they keep they keep canceling original programming. Like, they're not, like, the, the stuff that, and they... You know, they talk about, like, we've never... Much. Right, yeah. They they sent out, like, a thing the other day, like, on Twitter or something like that. We have never canceled a successful show. Bullshit. <laughs> okay. Do you anymore? Bullshit. The thing is, how would you know? You let it run for one season. Right. Right. Like, it was not I, the case back in the day that a TV show <clears throat> would get, like, one season to get canceled unless it was actively bad. Right. Or, or programmed at a poor time. Like it used to be the case that, I mean, how many shows that we love, they're great, you know, that we, we call great anyway nowadays from like the 80s and 90s, you go, well, all right, the first season's a little rocky, but then it really Simpsons. picks up. The Simpsons. I mean, Simpsons. The Simpsons, Friends, Seinfeld. Seinfeld was a mid-season replacement. The first six episodes of Seinfeld are bizarre to go and watch now compared to literally everything that happens after them. It's always like, sunny in there Philadelphia. Was yeah, oh, so that was weird. weird. I mean, you, yeah. you didn't even have Danny DeVito for what the first first season. It was the first season. Yeah, he didn't show. He didn't show up until the second season. Yep. Huh. Uh And then uh, Parks and Rec. I, I for a long yep. time, like whenever I was recommending the, office. the show. Oh yeah, say by the uh, bell. Because the because especially like the first season of The Office is basically like a shot for shot remake of the UK version. The first, yeah, the first like four episodes, and maybe the whole season, but even the whole season is only like six episodes or so. Right. Yeah, the, the first few are just straight taken from that, and they're weird. And it doesn't... And they're not bad, but they're weird. Right, because it doesn't like translate perfectly, and then Parks and Recreation. Okay. That's a, that's another show that like the first season's a little off, but like mm-hmm. it hits its stride by season three, particularly when uh, uh, Wyatt and... Um, Oh, what's the other guy? What's the other character's name? Rob Lowe's uh, character. Yeah, Rob Lowe's character. Chris Trigger. Chris Trigger. Yeah, when Wyatt and Trigger show up, like then the show is suddenly yeah. like, it, like it's like he, they did to that show what like Danny DeVito did to It's Always Sunny. Like it made it. Well, Jesse, could a depressed person make this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> such a good line. Speaking of uh, speaking of making this, Hunter, let's make your first pick. <laughs> Wait, am I the second one? Okay. What? Uh, 
third. Jesse do one? Yeah. Yep. What yeah. Breaking Bad. No, Lindsay did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was very confused. It's been so long. Um, we tangent. The only one, the only that, one that I think might end up on somebody else's list that I should probably get out of the way now is don't fucking sit next to Dennis. Uh, Cabin Fever, the the Karate Kid and the pancakes <laughs> and all that. It's the most bizarre thing. And then my yeah. favorite part about it is that it still doesn't make sense. No, like when I was younger, I was like, I just don't get this. When I get older, I'm going to watch this movie again. And I'm going to go, that makes sense. There's an awful lot in Cabin Fever that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but that scene of the dude on the porch and the Jesse, kid you remember the, this, the right? Kung Fu, and he like bites the guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he yells yeah, pancakes. And just screaming pancakes yeah. over and over. It makes no sense. It is literally, you know, we overused the word random there for a while. It, like it hit pop culture as like this is the thing we're gonna say. It was in the zeitgeist. This is random. Yeah. Like it's very, very. You know the story behind it, it right? No sense. Nope. <clears throat> so and this will not I add. There was not one. This will not add any context to it, but just so you know why. Uh, apparently mm. this kid was on the set. He was related to somebody and they saw him practicing his karate. He's a legit like does karate and they thought it would be mm-hmm. funny if he just did karate and bit the guy. That's it. That's the whole explanation. And so we did. I, uh, okay. I've been listening to the, the pod meets world podcast about boy meets world. And of course, Ryder strong is on there. Well, he was in that movie. Yeah. I keep waiting for him to bring it up. Cause like now he's the super serious director. He doesn't even call himself an actor. He's like, I haven't acted in forever. <laughs> Other than coming back as Sean Hunter for Girl Meets World. And he's like, I don't really act. I write. I direct. That's what I do. And he talks about this kind of serious, like, art house stuff he's in. And I keep wanting to go, like, I just want to research it and go, but what about Cabin Fever? Why did you do this? <laughs> that was a good so movie, So many people though. went to see that movie just because you were in it. it. I liked Cabin Fever. I thought it was a perfectly cromulent horror film. It was the first one I ever saw yeah, by Eli Roth. It's just weird, so. man. But that scene was weird movie. inexplicable. Um, Pancakes. My first pick is the only good one from my list. It's the only movie that I genuinely liked like and i and the, it's not that this randomness is bad it's just random Lindsay, what's my favorite horror movie of all time american werewolf in london An american werewolf in london there is a part through the film after david kessler becomes uh bitten by the wolf and he's he's he hasn't quite figured it all out yet where he has nightmares and one of his nightmares you, you've all seen an american werewolf in london i believe right like this is new to you is yeah. it there's a part where he's having his nightmare and he's at home. They're watching the Muppets. And I think the only reason the Muppets are in there is because Frank Oz is in the film. So maybe they, they did a deal there. But he's watching the Muppets and there's a knock at the door. And when they open the door, what's there? Of course, it's Nazi soldiers, but they're also monsters. And the Nazi monsters proceed to shoot his family dead, slit his throat, while meanwhile Kermit and Miss Piggy are in the background and it is the weirdest thing and it's like what was the point of any of this and I don't know but it's it's so shocking and out of nowhere it's glorious and it's the only good one on my list after this it's all trash so stay tuned for that I won't take 30 minutes to describe mine because I feel awkward I'll leave that to everyone else let's go to Lindsay all right so my first one is from a movie that Shannon has heard me rant about before, but probably the only other person here that may have possibly seen it is Shelby. <laughs> it is The Happiness of the Katakuris. It is a Japanese musical comedy horror movie. And there's a scene in it where a woman's at a restaurant. She's kind of picking at her soup. 
and there's something in it. And so she starts fishing around at it and pulls out this little emaciated Cupid demon looking thing that clearly looks like a stop motion puppet. And it opens its eyes and everything switches to like stop motion animation of her screaming. And it just sees her uvula in the back of her throat and reaches in and rips it out. And that's the end of the scene. There's nothing else to it. It's just a little demon stealing her uvula. Does she I, die? Uh, I, I linked the clip to you in there. No, it just cuts to something else you, afterward. Uh, you, d- you did not. It did not do it? No, you sent the Sprite no, the Scary the Elf again. <laughs> what is your obsession <laughs> with Sprite the Scary <laughs> Elf, dude? It it saved the wrong thing. Hold on, I'll it's get it again. It's creepy is what it is. I, ha- I was well, like, wait is, a minute, this thing did this all is, that too? Like, this <laughs> is creepier. No, this, like, the, the whole film the itself is weird. The scary elf is... Well, he is also scary and kind of a what the fuck moment. But you, that even, wasn't what I was trying to send you guys. Even more horrific than that is that they made a sequel to An American Werewolf in London. And it was called An American <laughs> Werewolf in Paris. And it's just okay, bad. Now the correct one is sent to you the open okay it's a terrible I don't film what happens but i vaguely remember the opening of american werewolf in paris being interesting it's something to do with the eiffel tower and somebody falls yeah. off of it yeah. bless you bless you and uh half dead on a family vacation in north carolina and i passed out on the couch while it was on tv so that's the most i know of american werewolf in paris uh, the werewolves are cg oh. that's all you need to know that's- i already don't like what little bit I'm seeing of this clip here. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the thumbnail and I'm like, pass. Yep. I'll watch it. <laughs> it's real weird. I'll watch it, but I can't I'm watch good. it during the show because then everyone else will hear it because of the No, that's thing. fine. You can watch um, it later. But yeah, it, it's it's there are a lot of what the fuck moments in this movie, but that is one of the main ones. Let's go back to an American Shelby on this podcast. Hello. That's also uh, the hi. name that's also the name of this episode now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, mine is going to be the moment in Full Metal Alchemist when Ed and Alphonse go back to another alchemist's house that he was, they were trying to get answers to, I can't even remember, like the Philosopher's Stone? Lindsay's shaking her head no. (laughs) They were researching the Philosopher's Stone with uh, Dr. Shao Tucker. That's right, Dr. Tucker, that was his name. Uh, Oh, I also know where this is going now. You mean Dr. Fucker. (laughs) yeah. Uh, I think it's like their second visit or the return visit. I can't quite remember. It wasn't when they first go there. But the second time they're looking for uh, the daughter Nina when they finally hear something calling out to them. It is Edward. an unholy abomination of her pet dog and her because he was trying to figure out. His whole research was about making homunculus. Yeah, they, making they did the fusion yeah. dance. And they were trying to make a Fail fusion dance. Because he he made like he had made before a homunculus that could talk, but it died soon after creation. So he made another homunculus that could talk, and it, Edward figures out that it was yeah, Nina and their dog, uh, which is Doctor Tucker's daughter. And then you find out that the first homunculus was Doctor Tucker's wife. I uh, yeah. on Father's Day one year, I posted a picture of him with his daughter, and I was like, "Happy Father's Day to all the you know dads out there, whatever." And I think I got more replies to that. People just going like, "No, nah, man, that's not cool." I found a Christmas sweater this year of that version of her, and it just says Edward across the chest above it. That's fucked up. That was seriously right? it's like the first time I had seen it. That was such a what the fuck moment. 
Uh-huh. I think I saw a meme too that was something like, "Oh, we can't bring the girl and the dog." And then there's the shows. There's like, "Oh, never mind. We figured it out." Um, <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, is that in the live action uh, movie? No. Dog girl. No. No. Okay. What about the remake of the uh, Full Metal show? Brotherhood. Or they Brotherhood? skip over a lot of that. That's in part of the zip through real fast part. Because yeah, like the basically the whole first part of uh, Brotherhood is the first like half of the original anime. Because everybody's already seen it, they kind of like uh, breezed through it. Like they they got it going pretty fast. Like, Some things, somethings need to be seen though. That's one. It's thing. in there. Like it's it's absolute. Like the scene is in there, and it's still pretty bad. It's just very uh, brief. Yeah, it uh, just doesn't have near as much attention paid to it as the uh, original anime did. That's why anime's terrible. Let's go to Jesse. Oh, boy! Uh, all right, sorry, Hunter, show. I didn't mean to offend you. Oh, fine. The, I, I'll, I'll take it in stride. He is the anime expert. <laughs> so. <laughs> Alright, the, the next one we're going to do is uh, from The Boys. Oh, this is right. You don't even have to a, say it. I already know what it is. Yeah, you don't even have to say it. Which is one do you think it is? Bit? Is it the little man inside? The yeah, 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 it's the Ant Man bit. That's yeah. the because yeah. there there are a lot of what the fuck moments in the boys, like a lot. The first episode uh, like, when that girl gets obliterated by the speedy guy. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about yeah. the, like, the first five minutes? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean that that's yeah. that's the thing that like I remember when I first started watching the show, like that immediately set the fucking tone for the whole yeah. thing. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. It was a completely yep. different tone and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is par for the course. All right, I know where this, this is going. This is fun what? superhero show. <laughs> Maria was super into the boys, so she had me watch a bunch of clips and started with that one. And I went, oh my god, I hate these yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's real shocking. But like, yeah, the, the one that... that beast. Oh my stars and god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely the uh, from the most recent season, the uh, Ant Man scene. Obviously, it's not actually Ant Man, but. It is a, a person that can become very tiny. What does he do? Uh, Shannon, he, he enters the urethra of another male and sneezes. Mm-hmm. Well, hi. Mm-hmm. And it becomes full-sized. I'll leave everything else to everyone's imagination. Yep. Ouch. And we're going to move on at that need, point. If you need help, have you ever inflated a balloon? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they, uh, didn't they make have to make that entire thing? So, yeah, that actually is one of my favorite stories about it. Like, him going into the urethra. They're like, fuck it, we got Amazon's money. Let's make this weird. So they actually made an entire set of the inside of that man's urethra. Yep. And a gigantic penis. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, they did. Family fun <laughs> at the old Podzilla watering hole. Let's go to Hunter, please. All right. I have never in my life watched more than the minute of uh, the, the, that this clip takes to watch of One Tree Hill. But one of my favorite scenes of anything from television is where this dude is trying to get a new heart on this show. And this guy is rushing through the hospital with it. He trips. The box flies open and a nearby dog <laughs> picks up the heart in its mouth and runs away. I need you to watch I've this. I've seen it. I've clip. seen it. Yeah. It is too, my yeah. 
favorite stupid thing that has ever happened in regard to anything. And, and just, a lot of things. <clears throat> I was going to say, that scene has been alluded to in many, like, other television programs and stuff. Like, it's... Yes. So yes. Weird. It's right. so terribly stupid, but I love it. It's one of my favorite just dumb clips. Again, I've never watched a single second of One Tree Hill that does not exist in this one minute it takes to watch this clip. So, as I was correct earlier, Tanner has joined the show suddenly. Tanner, did you work today? Uh, no. <laughs> then why are you joining the show at 9 p.m.? Because uh, I just woke up. All right, I'll accept that. Um, <laughs> for, for the listeners at home wondering what the hell we're talking about, uh, after three years, your boy finally got caught. The Rona got him. He took a Huracan Rona off the top <laughs> rope and, and through the ring. Through the ring. Well, Tanner, we're talking. To, do you know what the the top five is? Do you have a list ready? No, I'm just here, so okay. I don't get fined. Okay. Well, then we're gonna move on to uh, me. I said the rest what, of what? What is it? I can probably tell uh, together quickly. Me. It's five awful, like what the fuck moments from TV and movies. Like, for example, uh, for Jesse, he was just talking about the boys, where the little man was shrunk inside the man's penis, and then he sneezed, and he he <laughs> went full size and exploded said penis. So things like that. Not just the penis. Oh, everything. Yeah, the whole the whole thing. The whole shebang and bang. More importantly, the penis. Uh, <laughs> Shelby was talking about the that classic father's tale from Full Metal Alchemist, and Lindsay had something about a little demon and some soup. I don't know. I kind of lost track. Um, now Lindsay has a cat. She does. It's a very calm cat. My my second pick is almost. I just I wrote on the notes all of the American horror story that I've watched. All of it. I don't understand it. I don't like it. Specifically, Shannon, the ghost got her God damn it! The there it is. Fucking hell! What a stupid show! What a stupid show for stupid people! I don't, I don't understand the ghost getting her pregnant, and then the, I, I was done after the first season. I watched the entire first season, and the ghost got her pregnant. There's all these bullshit rules. Ghosts are giving blowjobs over here. The this this ghost got one pregnant. I don't get the gimp suit. It's random as fuck and i don't like it but i decided to get we gave it another chance we watched roanoke because i love the story of roanoke that's one of my favorite stories you know like first half of it wasn't actually adapt any of it nope and that's and that's the thing jesse hit it right on the head the first half was great we watched it and i loved it then came the turn when the documentary style was over and they decided to go back to the house where the ghost murderers were yeah. And then they were murdered. For fuck's sake. Oh my god, that's so and that's, bad. That's been consistent, like my consistent problem with American Horror Story. Like, they never know how to fucking end any yeah. fucking story. They are great. Halfway. Yep. The other half is terrible. Well, I've said before, one of the scariest things I feel like I've ever watched is the, the first half of the first episode of the Apocalypse season, where everything is normal and people are just going about their lives, and then everyone starts getting these notifications of like, hey, no, the missiles are dropping. Like, you're all going to die. Good luck. Um, that's the scary. The way that's filmed is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And then they actually do drop, and you go, oh, I don't really care now. Like, <laughs> well, all these people are awful. I don't care what happens to any of them. Well, it's yeah. like Roanoke. So, the first half of Roanoke, if you've never watched it, was like a documentary style. It's like those shows on TV where they talk about their haunting, and then they had actors reenacting it. 
So it yeah. was really cool. It was different. I'd never seen anything like that. And then it just went to the same old schlocky shit they do every season. So fuck that yep. show. I hate it. Okay, Lindsay. My next one is the one that has originally inspired this list from me watching a different video. G Gundam to begin with is a weird Gundam series. It's like, okay, it's a fighter tournament with Gundams. Okay, that's cool. It's it's kind of taking itself seriously, but you don't have to. And then the Shuffle Alliance shows up. And a show that wasn't really taking itself seriously is taking itself seriously in the worst way possible. That this group, their Gundams not only look like the different like face cards of like a deck of cards, but they're like this justice system that upholds the rules of war, war the rules of war to keep the world from destroying itself. I'm looking and them I'm up just right like, now. no, I just I, I can't. I just can't. At that point on, I'm like, okay, any sense of seriousness I thought this was going to have, it does not have anymore. Okay. At all. All right, but to be fair, I'm looking at their Gundams themselves. They're actually pretty sweet looking. They are, but they make no sense whatsoever. These they... The Joker one's per- the Black Joker Gundam is pretty awesome. But it's the... just painful that they're based off a deck of cards. Hunter, these characters in this story of giant robots fighting makes no these make no sense. <laughs> I can't get into it. It's too much. I thought you would it's go with too far. I thought you would go with Burning Finger. That's an attack. It's stupid. It is. <laughs> There's so much in G Gundam that's stupid. I could throw probably ten more things out at you, but the Shuffle Alliance is what breaks me. So as a side note, just as we're shitting on anime as we should, uh, does anyone have anything from Fooly Cooly on there before I say this as an add-on? No. Uh, no. Are you going to say the entire fucking show? Yeah, the show was weird, but specifically the part where the guy jumps at the girl when she's in the bathrobe and then a springed boxing gloves come out of her vagina the, and punches the, the, him. The, uh, the Lupin reference. Yeah, it's the Lupin the Third reference. Just, Which I did not know originally because that's why I stopped watching Fully Cooly originally because I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Just terrible. It's full of so many references to other anime. So if you haven't seen like 17 anime going into it, half of it's lost. I, I liked Fully Cooly for the record. I really liked it. And I love the music by the pillows. That was good stuff. But anyway, yes. I digress. Let's go back to Shelbu. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Game of Thrones, which Shannon's going to be like, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. Oh, I do. Uh, I read the spoilers. You read the spoilers? Okay. I know that everybody dies. Catelyn <laughs> uh, Stark not being brought back as Lady Stoneheart was something that kind of surprised me. because she I thought she would have brought a lot more story and kept everything kind of on track. Uh, but her not coming yep. back kind of derailed it. I think that's the point when everything just lost the plot. Okay, I, I know what you're talking yep. about, but for Tanner's sake... Just, why is why did that not happen? Why is that weird? Was it in the so book? Were, it was in the book. Okay, but it wasn't in the show. Gotcha. So in One the book, she's brought things. back. Yeah, she's brought back after being killed by uh, the followers of the Red God. I can't remember his name. I want to say it's. Don no, she was Darian. killed by the. Uh, she was killed at the Red killed Wedding. At the Red Wedding. By the, yeah, sorry, uh, not killed by these guys. Brought back by these guys. Uh, I see what you're saying. Oh, uh, the Brotherhood Without Banners. Is that what they're called? Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they're the follower oh, of the Red God. Brotherhood without banners. Yeah. 
Yeah, these are the guys. Shelby was I right. I don't understand it. Um, so, uh, in the book, I don't remember. In the book, she goes through and she it? kind of passes judgment on people who have wronged her family. So she goes through killing a lot of characters and kind of paving the way for her children to kind of, to win the Game of Thrones, but not necessarily win it. She just wants to get revenge, but it helps them out in the long run. Um, the Lord of Light, by the way, is what you were going for. That's who it was. The Lord of Light. And it's Beric Dondarrion who leads them. That was the name I, I remember. I love, I love his name. I wasn't yep. sure. And then he has a, what's his nickname? Because it's also something awesome. Barry. Oh, uh, shit. Because that name is just fun to say. I'm pretty Barrett sure the, the hound calls them light fuckers. <laughs> now, surely the hound had a happy ending, right? <laughs> is the hound anyway, the one that got uh, it on the TV he's show? The, he's the lightning lord. He's the lord of corpses, too. Is the hound the one that got his eyeballs squeezed out? No. Nope. Okay. That's um, that's Pedro Pascal's character. Uh, over and over in Marvel. Yeah. Oh, shit. He was in that? Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. For like four episodes. Four or three. A handful. I hated that part. I didn't like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Neither did I. You can go back and find out why if you listen Where? to the first episode of The Inquest right now on the Podzilla <laughs> 1985 Network. Well, not right now. Finish this first because we're... Right. Yeah. We're Neither heading over possible. to... To Jesse Kimball to get his next pick. Oh, boy! Uh, yeah, I'll, do, I'll also do a Game of Thrones one, I guess. Oh, good. Actually, no, 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 I won't. No, I won't. I'm going to do this one. Uh, from WandaVision, Alt Quicksilver. Hate it. Yeah. yeah. Hate it. Yeah, especially <laughs> like, the, like the worst tease ever. Yes. Yes, not, it was. I'm not going to talk about it. This started too many fights. <laughs> this one I mean, character almost broke, it. broke the, the group apart. <laughs> and by the group, I mean me. <laughs> it's such like it was such an I irritating. Never this as much as everybody else, and that's what Shannon's alluding to. So, <laughs> I, it's one of those things where like I I was mostly fine with it. Like I was fine with how they ended up doing it. Like it was still like he shows up. It was a what the fuck moment. It's like. What the fuck? It's it, I don't even remember the fucking dude's name. Boner. Uh, Al- Ralph Boner. Not not his character name. The uh, like the actor's Evan name. Peters. Evan, Evan, Evan Peters. Peter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who's also from American Horror Story? Yeah. He's the ghost uh, that got her pregnant. And for those that I guess not in the know, he was Quicksilver in the the Fox, uh, the the really yeah. good X Men movies. The, the, Fox the good Quicksilver. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say oh, he, I was like, movie, he was in the okay movies. He was very good in them. <laughs> was okay, he, I like because he was in first class and uh, he was not. Mm, not first class. class. He was in, no, it was he, the sequel. No, no, no. He didn't come he in until um, he was in Apocalypse and was he in Days of Future Past? He was in Days of Future Past. I think he was in Days of Future Past. Part of Days of Future Past, but like he's only he wasn't in first class. But yeah, he wasn't. He yeah. was in Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix. That's true. Well, you know, Dark Phoenix is whatever. What a throwaway you know X-Men movie. Boy, what a throwaway Dark Phoenix X-Men movie. Dark Phoenix was so fucking bad. Yeah, it's just, um, it, you know, it wasn't even terrible. Class. It was just pointless. Anyway. But I really nah. I really like First Class and Days of Future Past. But the point is, 
Evan Peters is Quicksilver in those films, and then he shows up as Quicksilver in the MCU instead of uh, the guy who plays Kick-Ass. I don't Aaron Johnson. That's the mm-hmm. one. Uh, yeah, instead Black of him. Quicksilver's dead. <laughs> okay. And, and we're... That's the well, problem. I'm sorry. He wasn't even Quicksilver. He's just Pietro. <laughs> That's the problem I had with it. That's the problem I had with it. Is there... I, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm forgetting. Was there any reason they gave why she recognized him as Quicksilver? Uh, no. The fact that he called her sis. That is... And, he's, and he had super speed. That's the part that drives me crazy. Someone that looks like, you know, my dad isn't going to show up and say, son, and I'm just going to be like, well, you she drink too. You must be my father. Well... He had. She he had just that he looked different. Yeah, like he. That's does, a like, pretty he big look fucking like different. Yeah. Right. Like she acknowledges that uh, like, no, he I'm not doesn't do look like her brother, I'm but he this. has her brother's name and her brother's like superpowers. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And, no. Yeah. No. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like it, and it was very much like I feel like Disney wanted to like, do it as like a, a, a nod and a wink, and for the fans, like it was just kind of like that's rude. <laughs> I'd like to move on to Hunter now. In the story, you're on the person you want to go to after all that. If you change the subject, yes. If you continue with it, then no, I'd like to go to Tanner. But um, let's I, was, go to Hunter. I was reminded of one over the course of this discussion that's very weird. I'm going to drop the link for it in the in the text as well. Because it's been a long time since I've remembered that I watched Louie. Louis C.K. had his share of issues, right? Uh, but his show on FX was was pretty good up mm-hmm. until that point. I remember Sarah and I watching it, you know, pretty much straight through um, several seasons. The the one that I've linked here is from season five, episode five, um, in a show that is mostly just about a guy raising his kids, trying to like. It's it's not a sitcom by any means, by the way. It is kind of funny, but it's very it's it's kind of like dark humor. Um, and, and being a comedian, he plays himself. I mean, he is Louis C.K., a stand-up comedian in the show. Uh, it, it's kind of like a, like a, a Black Mirror version of, of Seinfeld. But in this clip, it turns out it's a dream sequence. At the beginning, it doesn't seem like it. His daughters are like playing a, a game of chess after he wakes up and he's wandering around. And then he opens the door out into the hallway from his apartment where it's pitch black. Uh, and this random like person-type thing that's like hairless... Uh, just comes gibbering down the hallway and like jumps all over him. He starts screaming and then he wakes up from a dream. It is never explained why this happens. It is never explained what any of it is meant to represent. It's just a very, I remember us watching it and going, what the hell was that? What just happened? It's terrifying. Honestly, it's very creepy. Uh, and the fact that they never went back and even acknowledged any of it was, was extra weird. I have no idea what the purpose of this scene was. It's also one that like the one I shared before is not very long. Um, but it's awkward. It's it's awkward and weird and kind of scary, and I, I I don't get it. Well, Hunter, n- nobody knows, but it's provocative. That's that's kind of how it felt, honestly. <laughs> yes. Um, really quick as a side one, I'm not going to put this on my list because they don't deserve it because they're amazing. But all of Neil Breen, all of it, the whole thing, I I can't. I don't think it counts. It doesn't. I don't think it counts because it's intentionally meant to be bizarre. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's not bad. <clears throat> so all well, of, none of it's not all meant to be bad either. Not all of this is all meant to be bad. It's just meant to be weird. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that Neil Breen's films, uh, like I don't have. This is an excuse for you to say that you like Neil Breen. I just wanted to bring <laughs> up Neil Breen. 
Yeah, but my actual pick. You need to get you need to get something back after all that that quicksilver. Talk. I need a palate cleanser, and then I'm gonna head into another one that I hate, and I think you also did dislike this one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'll just say a name: Ray Skywalker. I yeah hated um, that moment when she said it. I almost threw my popcorn at the screen and just went, "You bitch." I don't know if I could. I don't know that I would call it. A, a what the fuck moment just because I I I don't like the logic or that I get the hell moment. that way yeah it was more frustrating than it was like it yes. didn't make any sense it made some sense but not not as much as like plenty of other logical situations could yeah it happen. makes sense it wasn't good but it makes <laughs> sense this is coming from somebody that actually like legitimately loved that film that wasn't good it wasn't like good. I got it but but also, to be fair, Lindsay said it's not just logic gaps. It's characters that appear and make you hate it. It's yeah. anything. So this falls in the realm. It's just not a uh, confusing thing. Yeah, it has some logic to it, but it didn't take away from my frustration the moment I heard it. And the fact that I, I haven't watched the movie since that first time. I probably never will again because I really hated Rise of Skywalker, except for a few parts. But that part in itself like almost ruined the entire trilogy for me. Because it was just, I don't know, man, it bothered me so much. And then, you know, she looks over and there's Luke and, and Leia's ghost smiling at her, but not Kylo Ren, who she apparently was in love with. He's not there. Um, it's just, A lot of it was just stupid, and it was tacked on, and it felt so forced. It wasn't organic. It wasn't natural. And I just, I was not a fan of it. And it's still I just want to point out that I disagree, and we can move past it. No, let's talk about it loudly. Funny. For a long time has been that they were it, it was the one thing they were trying to do in that movie to acknowledge something that happened in the previous one because boy they did a real good job of just tearing down uh, the last Jedi in the in the ninth movie but I think I think they were trying to do you remember at the very end of the last Jedi that kid uses the force to pick mm-hmm. up the broom and it's meant to show like oh Anyone you know can anybody can really yeah. this. I think I think the extrapolation was meant to continue with well anyone can kind of be a Skywalker. Yes, it's a family name and it's it's you're not really, you know, part of the family, but you're taking up that mantle. It's the found family versus natural family thing. They don't explain any of that. No. I may as well just say, well, that's what it did in a comic book, and and that's you know the new. <laughs> I may as well say, well, that was the expanded. You got to watch the expanded universe. Yeah. My, if you didn't read the that third was issue of the comic that only had a limited run, you won't understand it. You won't get it you if you ha- if it. you didn't have the official Boba Fett cookbook. This was buried on on page sixty eight of that under a fantastic uh-huh. recipe for fish. You use, just fish. You use blue milk. <laughs> all right, let's go to Lindsay Tanner. Get your list ready because you're going to be. I'm going to hit you okay. all five at the end. You. That's it. All right. Well, we'll hit you at the very end. You'll get the last say. Lindsay, go ahead. So next, I'm going to go to Akira. And the one scene that still sticks in my head every time is when Tetsuo has been hospitalized or institutionalized. I don't remember which it is. But he starts hallucinating. And there are these three little toys that are real tiny that just start marching along his bed. There's a a doll, a bear, and a car. And they gradually get bigger and bigger and bigger and get creepier and creepier. But the image that stays in my head is as the teddy bear is staring at him with a blank dead stare... Milk just starts coming out of all the little orifices on its face and just starts dripping down. Blue milk. No, it's just milk. <laughs> oh. And then things progressively get scarier from that point and he starts like screaming and running. 
I don't forget the thing I'm I'm I know most about Akira is I went to GameStop before I ever worked there, and I think it was Lee Hodges. I went in and I saw the Vash the Stampede Trigun figure, which I still have, and I wanted to buy it. And Lee was like, "No, you don't want that, man. You don't want that. You want the Akira one." And he hands me Akira, and I'm like, "No, I, I want Vash." He's like, "Have you ever seen Trigun?" I'm like, "To be fair, I've never seen Akira." And then I took Vash and I went and bought it. <laughs> so that's a rare story where Lee Hodge's influence did not play an actual factor in what you ended up choosing. <laughs> that's true. He's the one that convinced me to play Warcraft. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I knew it. I just yeah, wanted to find You had the actual. You had the correct painted one. I had the variant painting one. Right. Yeah. You're the one with the actual red jacket. I got the red effect. jacket. Yeah. Because I have the one with the black jacket and the silver hair. Right. Player there, two. There, there, times in Shannon's defense that he was like that that was the one example it just happens to come up a lot of uh Lee convincing Shannon into doing something because Lee had a lot of opinions yes he did he was very oh, cool about them. I like how you guys are telling me this like I didn't work with Lee Hodges for three oh, and a half right. years no, 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 every single day no he's telling this Shelby new he's telling Shelby <laughs> I actually did forget that that was the he's, case <laughs> I did not. There were a great many nights after I became uh, third key at that store because I got hired on seasonal, and and by the end of the season I was third key. Like Corey gave me a key before they even put me on the official roster and all that. But it, it was there were nights it was just me and Lee for hours. I know everything I know about soccer because I worked with Lee Hodges at GameStop. <laughs> Last I heard about Lee, he was getting much. kicked out of wrestling shows for bringing alcohol with him. Let's move on. <laughs> Back to uh, he's a big grill guy now. Back to show blow. We a big what guy grilling? He likes to grill, he's got like a green egg and that whole thing, yeah, smoking and that kind of stuff. I don't want to say he's a big smoking guy now, it's not like (laughs) back of Marlboro's and just went to town. He's been been smoking butts (laughs) anyway. You cannot lie. Uh, in the movie Tucker and Dale versus Evil, yeah, on the first watch through I didn't notice it but on the second watch through the what the fuck moment was that the split second before every kid dies they realize oh they're not crazy hillbillies we're both running away from the crazy thing that's happening and then they fucking die and then Tucker and Dale are just like oh my fucking well yeah it was a suicide cult (laughs) (laughs) these kids are coming out here killing themselves (laughs) on property they keep coming out of here and throwing themselves in the wood chipper. It's the one where they're running side by side, and then the kid gets impaled that I remember the most of him yeah, looking at him. They were and running like, from the bees. Yeah, and he's like, oh, okay, splat. Yeah, like, oh, you're not actually. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Yes. That's, that's such a good movie. I posted a picture. It's a fantastic movie. Years ago, before I was ever like really involved with CCW, I posted that picture of Tucker and Dale, and I tagged Billy Hills and Brandon Barbar, and I'm just like, it's just you two. This is, these, these are you. And they appreciated that because it's, it's a good film. Uh, Jesse. All right. I'll be right back. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a, an anime one here. Is it uh, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion when Shinji masturbates to Asuka's uh, half-dead naked body? Uh, I I haven't seen that much into Evangelion to know if that's a bit or it is not. Happened. No, it's, it's it's not a bit. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I was I was gonna go with Re Zero. Uh, this was pitched to me as a uh, it's, it's it's what they call in the community an isekai, one of those ones where the, like somebody dies and is re- resurrected in a video game world. Uh, so that I, happens. No, that had a, a genre name. 
Yeah, like, well, because so there's so many of those and read say, so many of those. There's so many of them that they had to give it a genre title. Uh, like it's its own thing now. So uh, this this is one pitched to me because I I do I do like those those shows. I don't know why. I just really do. Uh, so this was pitched to me as one of those. It's really good. And in those, typically you have like this guy going to the other world. Usually he's like he has some kind of like overpowered thing that he got by being resurrected in this other world. And uh, he's trying to, f- he knows this, he's trying to figure out his superpower and everything in ReZero. And in the first episode, uh, you find out that his power is uh, checkpoint. And, and by that, I mean, when he dies, he, he respawns at the checkpoint. If he managed to progress the story. Uh, and you find that out because he dies brutally in like the fir- at the end of the first episode. And I was like, all right, I was not expecting that. Uh, and there are a few more extremely brutal deaths <laughs> that happen in this show. It's like, oh, okay. That was dark. So when he dies and he has to go through it, does he have to repeat the same episode again? Yeah, so he has a, like, it's, it's checkpoint. So, like, he spawns in this new world. And then, you know, he did everything and he gets fucking murked hard. So then he responds as though like you know he he's just starting over again like on that first day coming to this new world, knowing what like what happened to him, remembering being murdered. Do do other people remember? No. Okay. Uh, he's gone. He's effectively gone back in time. Like his the brain his brain from when he died went into his body from before. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and every time like he progresses the story, so like once he gets past. Uh, being murdered there and he resolves that scene with like correctly then he moves on to a new checkpoint uh, and he, he dies many many times gotcha yeah that sounds it's fun. very very good that sounds I, I actually I legitimately really really like that show all right uh, well I've got an anime related one, so stay tuned. We're going to go to Hunter real quick because we're at, despite my warnings earlier, we're almost at an hour and 20. And at this point, I just don't know anymore. So let's go double H. I'm going to make this very fast. Walker told me I have AIDS. Son of a bitch. One of my all time favorite Conan clips yeah. is when they got the Walker, Texas Ranger lever. The lever so yeah. technically, this is two shows. But the thing is, in the context of Walker, Texas Ranger, the clip makes total sense when you're watching the actual show. But when Conan just pulls a lever behind his desk and it cuts to a wholesome clip of Haley Joel Osment at the end of an episode of Walker, just kind of casually chatting with the guys, making little jokes, and then he just goes, ah, Walker told me I have AIDS. And then smash cut back to Conan, who spends the next like minute or two of the show in shock, just kind of wandering around his own set with his hands in his pockets, going, "What the hell are we doing? What are we doing here?" I'm curious. I, I don't know what the context is. Now that you tell me it that. Was- the episode, I don't remember exactly what's happening in the episode, but the kid that Haley, because it's Haley Joel Osment again, but the kid that he's playing, like, I, I don't know what's happening to him leading up to that, but yeah, he, he has AIDS and it's like part of the, the episode that like Walker's trying to help his family out or something or whatever. And he, the kid doesn't know it. He doesn't know he's been diagnosed with it. So at the end, when he mentions it, it's like him basically saying, you know, okay, Walker, let me in on what's going on. I'm, I'm, you know, 
I understand what's happening and I know I've got like a fight ahead of me or whatever. It's not meant to be some like crazy, wild, random thing that he says, but taken out of context when you don't know that's what happened. And the kid just randomly goes, Walker told me I have AIDS. It's just like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So anyway, that's that's what yeah, he is. legitimately has AIDS. Yeah. Oh wow. It's one of my favorite Conan clips of all time, though. Just, I was just the look on his face because Conan seems unflappable, but the look on his face when that happens and he just gets up, walks around, back to the camera, looking at his own set, hands in his pockets, like, what is happening? Why are we here? I always thought it was like a joke, but I th- always thought like, what could the joke be that the punchline is? Oh, he really me have AIDS. Yeah, he really has yeah. AIDS. Yeah. Oh, but man. The, if you have no idea what's happening on Walker, and I didn't at the time, the first time I saw this clip, <laughs> I think we all just kind of reacted the same way Kona did. Like, why? What is What is this? What are we doing? Uh, I'll make mine quick, too, because now, now I'm uncomfortable. And it's, um, <laughs> I really liked, I said this was anime adjacent, I really liked the Cowboy Bebop live action show that aired on Netflix, I genuinely liked it. I thought it was really good. It wasn't exactly like Cowboy Bebop, but it was a new take on it, and I appreciated it. Except for the very last episode, when Ed appeared. Yeah. And Ed, in the Cowboy Bebop uh, live-action show, is the worst thing I think I've seen since the ABCs of death. Um, yes. Specifically the letter F. It's uh, Shelby, oh. Shelby, did you watch the Cowboy Bebop live-action show? No, I did not. Damn it. I need someone other than me and Lindsay to know the horridness of the Ed reveal at the end. It is it is a prime example of how anime does not translate well to live action sometimes. This character is over the top and obnoxious in the anime, and that works for it. But in live action, it is horrible and just, like, grating. Get over their translation of the look, but the the up and down growling of the voice, I'm just like, mm, nope, 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 nope. I cannot get over nope. the look because that character had the worst wig I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it was a bad wig. It, <laughs> it really was. Everything about but, it was awful, and it felt so disjointed from the rest of the show. Like, the rest of the show felt yeah. like a really good tribute to Cowboy Bebop, and then Ed comes on the screen, and it's like, holy fuck. Like, it's- someone's little sister wanted to cosplay someone's brother got a hold of the typewriter and wrote this part in and like, uh, it's bad. Watch it. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's truly terrible. Let's go back to, to, uh, Lindsay. Uh, I'm going to go to my pure roots of sailor moon in sailor moon stars. Instead of getting monsters of the day, you have fake sailors of the day for ones that don't actually, like, have what the bad guys are looking for. Uh, and the very first one comes from a football player that becomes Sailor Guts. And it is the most disturbing wannabe Sailor Senshi I have ever seen in my life. All right, I'm going to pull the clip of Lindsay talking about her pure roots. Because that's... That's going to come back. That's going to come back in You're such an ass. <laughs> the queen. I'll go back to my pure roots. You are roots. an ass. <laughs> Yeah, well, I shared uh, Sailor Guts with you, so. Oh, thank you. Yep, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and people ask me when I try to defend Sailor Moon, and I tell people, no, no, it's a lot more serious and mature than, the day, yeah, than you see that, and you go, never mind. Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> let's just watch real people act instead. I mean, this, this was like... 
a hundred and ninety some episodes in. <laughs> well, finishing strong. All right, let's go to let's go back to Shelby. Last round, please. All of Bee and Puppycat that premiered on Netflix. I like Bee and Puppycat. I like the YouTube version better. It's that's all I've seen. Okay, don't watch the Netflix one. It's not. It's not nearly as good. They added a little bit more story, uh, but it just it lost it's a lot of It's not the same charm. thing at all. Because I never, I never started being Puppycat. Sailor Moon's I was in all it. Like, it's the same thing. Terry Hawks is like, in it. Oh, go ahead. There's, there's, there's a lot of similarities to it. I, I like the Netflix show, but I didn't realize you didn't like it that much. I didn't like it as much as the YouTube one. The YouTube one was better. Shelby also has a cat. Yeah, Shelby no, got mine jealous, finally I think, stopped, scr- stopped crying, so... Oh, this one jumped on my back when I was trying to refill their water bowl and I couldn't get her off, so... <laughs> As is often the case. Alright, Jesse, last one. Alright, my last one. Uh, I, I think I've actually uh, brought this up on other, show, or on other shows before. Uh, BoJack Horseman is the best show that I can't watch. Because uh, it just it messes with my head real bad. Uh, the last episode I ever watched was the episode with Sarah Lynn's death, uh, where like once again things looked like they were on the uh, the up and up for Bojack Horseman. He seemed to be Jesse. Please, last time you talked about this, you cried on the show. <laughs> That's because I was already talking about other stuff that made me sad. Uh, so anyway, Sarah Lynn, uh, like you know, it seemed like things were going good for Bojack, and like you know. Things were improving, everything was going good, and then, like, Sarah Lynn just dies next to him. Uh, and that was a pretty what-the-fuck moment. That was... Well, see, to be fair, she doesn't just die next to him. She oh, Does she overdose on, like, heroin? Yeah, she ODs. Yeah. yeah. She ODs while sitting next to him. Yeah. Sylvie, what are you doing? Uh, all right, okay. well. Hunter, please. I have two. Oh. I'm doing them both. I will not choose between the two. Uh, one of them is uh, <laughs> actually I forgot I have both of the clips. I'll just I think I had a clip for all of mine. Um, one of them is the one and only time that Eric Andre had a guest on his show that he wasn't okay with, and that was the grizzly bear. Uh, <laughs> He's no longer a fan of that bit. I was gonna say this is where we got the I'm no longer a fan of this bit because he didn't know that was gonna happen. And the closer it gets to him, the more uncomfortable he gets. Uh, that was one that legitimately caught me off guard because he seems so in control of everything that's going on. It's the one time that even Eric was like, "Okay, we can't, we can't do this anymore." And then there was one that occurred to me that I think is worth mentioning. I don't, I don't talk about Family Guy very often on here, but those of you who watch it might remember this seemingly random scene of Peter getting kicked in the nuts. Like, he and Lois are finishing up this episode, they're carrying Stewie around, and then this guy in a, with an orange afro runs up and kicks Peter below the belt, and there's, like, a studio audience laughing suddenly. Peter's freaking out, and the guy's just going, my friend, my friend. He points at the camera and goes, you just been kicked in the nuts. And Peter's like, no way. He shot <laughs> on this TV show. I thought this was just a random, because, I mean, they do a lot of random cutaway stuff. There's a story behind it. Mike Henry, the guy who voices a bunch of characters on the show, including Cleveland, uh, he's, he's the guy I saw at SEMO when he came to the speaker thing. Cleveland, he's um, uh, the neighbor, the old neighbor, and then several other Herbert, people. Herbert. Her, yeah, there you go. Uh, Mike and his brother Patrick, who wrote for the show, 
used to do like a local access show, like a crazy kind of an SCTV type local access show where they were from. And one of their things was kicked in the nuts. They would run up with like an orange Afro wig, kick somebody below the belt, and they'd be like, you just been kicked in the nuts and put them on TV. And that they, they put it in the show. So they just thought they were going to slip that by. Like nobody would know what was going on. And everyone was like, okay, well, where did this come from? Is this not a bit that I understand? I don't know what's happening. So that's it. I remember that clip. Yeah, that was very strange. Yeah. I didn't know the context of that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere, but there's a real story for it. Of, I I don't know. The last thing I put, and I don't even remember why I put it, was M. Night Shyamalan. All of it. (laughs) All of it. All of it. All of it. What what about, you know, the strong arm? All the stupid. That's a pretty good one. There's a, there's a part in every M Night Shyamalan movie where I lose hope and I just go, what the fuck? And everyone talks about the Sixth Sense, about how great it is and what a great twist. Honestly, like I've seen the movie a couple times, it makes no sense how Bruce Willis could think he was interacting with people that entire movie when they never replied to him or said anything back. Uh, it was just, it was too much. I, and the village was even worse with, Oh my God. The village was like oh, my biggest so theatrical bad. disappointment. So ever. The village was the first one that I guessed going in within five minutes. So I Bob, was like, Oh, yep. this is just happening now. Right. Yep. That was the first of his that Whoa. I was like, okay. Cause with the sixth sense, I kind of got it. But that was the one that made me go, oh, I get what's happening here. It's pretty much it was. every twist in an M. Night Shyamalan movie is the part where you... And it's not a good what the fuck. I know it's supposed to be what the fuck, but it's never a good what the fuck. Even my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie is Signs. I love Signs. That movie has some all-time classic moments. The alien walking out from the party with the kids watching uh, yeah. freaks me out to this day. But What's what he doing out there, What's he though? doing out the party? Naked, Hunter. Yeah, naked. I told you. This goes back to the bit from earlier. Why is he doing that? Uh, but the fact that they're just they're, they go to a planet that's mostly water and water kills them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good good twist there. So yeah, just M Night Shyamalan's whole the twist is is what the fuck? Why did he come to Earth to stand around the woods and look at us with no clothes? <laughs> and then if he splash water on him, he dissolves. Yeah. What sense does that make? All right, Lindsay. You can't survive that one is also an entirety the entirety of 12 ounce mouse damn i didn't even think about that because the whole reason we watched the first episode and we're like what What just happened and then we continued to watch the entire show hoping that it would start to make sense and it never did never (laughs) what'd you do i helped you we for the record one of the first you don't even know where that is, do you? That's why I picked you. You'll know him by his rectangularness. No way. A businessman? The, uh, a real businessman. We we actually did the uh, entire... We did the shark and mouse thing for uh, horse time. We did yep. that, that whole bit. One of the first horse yep. times we did, yeah. Um, it was one of the first cold open like yeah. when we decided okay we're gonna do cold opens for this show or like because that whole bit was born out of we'll do some like script reading we did like, Seinfeld we'll, we'll, yeah we did the very episode of Seinfeld one, yeah full episode of Seinfeld and then after that it was like let's just do SNL sketches and we'll do them like cold opens for the show yeah we'll do and, weird yeah, shit it was, it was one of the first ones like in the first month I think was when we did the, the 12 ounce mouse yeah. bit great bit by the way <laughs> beloved bit 
All right. <laughs> the best yeah. part is it's not even the whole first episode. Like, there's more that happens in that episode. But when you look at that clip, that's the first thing that comes up. And again, 12 Ounce is the epitome of the show that turns on at three. Like, you turn on the TV at 3 o'clock. In the, well, no, you don't turn it on. You wake up, and it's still on at 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's 12 Ounce Mouse is what's on. Hunter, do you remember what happens at the, at the last part of that episode? He steals a Harrier jet, and he takes the businessman to a porn set and then forces him to do porn movies. No. Yes, that's that's the end. He's blind. He can't see what's going on. And he just throws him onto a bed, has a camera, and he's like, let's do this. Like, what the fuck is going on with that show? That's a good, that's the epitome then of what this whole topic was about. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know they made a sequel to it? Years later? Oh, yeah. It's it's another thing that has like a whole super deep lore where like these characters are the way they are because of all this backstory. It's like you would never know any of it. It was drawn on a napkin at a bar. All right. (laughs) And some of the, like any of the animal esque creatures that aren't just like scribbles were straight out taken out of a biology book. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I got to do this first. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. Now's good. Before would have been better. <laughs> been better. <laughs> All right, Tanner. All right. Before we get out of here, what do you got? Take it to uh, the first one was the episode of Scrubs when no Doctor Cox. Oh, okay. Is talking to his brother-in-law Ben the entire episode, and then you find out at the end who Ben's dead. We're actually going to Ben's funeral. I don't like any of the Scrubs episodes that kick you in the fucking emotions because they do it really well. Yeah, they do. Hey, you you just went kicked in the emotions. Uh Uh, What? No Uh, way. Uh What? Uh Then outside of that, the uh, one I'm picking happened just like yesterday on the new episode of National Treasure. Uh, All right, hold on. Spoiler alert. Hold on, hold on. Spoiler alert. If you I'm have- not gonna, I'm not gonna like spoil it. I'm just gonna say you find out who the big bad is and what the fuck. I was really hoping Tanner was gonna go. I'm not gonna say and then says it. That would have been great. <laughs> well, now who's the big bad? Is it Nicolas Cage? No, no. I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> that been a great twist. Have you seen the trailer for his new movie? Um, um. Renfield the vampire one, yeah, yeah, yes, it looks incredible. Ooh, that's weird. That's weird. I'm excited. It looks fun to me. All right, well, that's gonna do it for us tonight here on the old show. Um, we'll be back. Really big shoe. Really big shoe. At some point, we'll be back. Until then, my name is Shannon Young. I've been your host <laughs> eight years on. And uh, big thanks to Jesse Shelby. Hunter and Lindsay and Tanner for joining us despite not feeling well. Um, Tanner, since I know you're not feeling well and I'm glad. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that? No, I'm, real. Not, I'm on my Xbox. Orb just went in front of Jesse to the side. Go surreal. That's it. Uh, Jesse, please point the camera at Shelby. Oh, what is that thing? Oh, that no, thing. No, you. No. Shelby, take us out. <laughs> Damn it. Why do you do this every time, Shannon? Hey, Jill. Hey, Jill.